guys, welcome back to the Well Said Podcast. My name is Andre and I am back with my wife today and we are here to talk about what it means to follow Jesus in an anxious post-Christian age. Anxious is the new word. Yeah. I think that that was a necessary addition. Don't you think? Yeah, for sure. And uh, it's been a crazy anxious time and I'm guessing that everybody's wondering where in the world we've been. We have not released a new episode in about a month and a half. Yeah. So maybe a little moment of explanation. Just busy, summer busyness, I guess, has put the podcast in the back burner. Yeah, we took a break um, for July because it's just been crazy and uh, you can't let yourself get so caught up that you are not able to take any break and breathe. So we've been enjoying July. Yeah. um, Catching up a little bit and also excited to dive back in so any changes since we last did things our baby is fatter 15 pounds <laughs> it's pretty i'm pretty proud of that yeah i i love how fat he is and it's just the triple chin is amazing yeah yeah we're stabilizing in that new baby life and it's been fun summer has been hitting here so we've been getting some warm weather um, I'm keeping up in the lawn this summer, so that's one of my accomplishments. It's not getting away from me. So you I feel always like keep up with the lawn. I feel like it's an accomplishment of a homeowner mm-hmm. that you got to keep up with your lawn. It's like legitimate. Yeah. It was one of my failures in the early years. I think all wives all, everywhere can attest to the fact that when husbands mow the lawn, it doesn't it look nice? Look how great the lawn looks. Yeah. Um. So we are going to talk about uh, dealing with skeletons in our closets today. What exactly do we mean by that? What skeletons? I think, I don't know if that's the best way to, because skeleton in the closet is like some haunting secret of sin that nobody yeah. knows about you and then it comes to haunt you. I think, yeah. I think um, just brokenness from our life, from our childhood, from our teenage years yeah when we say skeletons usually people mean like you know your past mistakes that come back to haunt you but in this sense we're we're, we're using it in a different way we're talking about um uncovering our deeper inner struggles uh, our deeper mind and heart struggles that then translate into our body our behavior our lifestyles um because you know we have this tendency right we have this tendency to be so focused on our life outside of us and our goals and we have these things that cripple us all along the way these weaknesses mm-hmm. uh that maybe you know obviously it's always hard to face your weaknesses but also especially in the young years of young adulthood um we're so focused on our external world on how people perceive us on how we look to the world around us and we tend to minimize or brush these things under the rug, thinking that time will just kind of heal things, yeah. you know. But when you look at the world today, it's crazy. I think obvious, I mean, it makes sense why there's such an issue with depression, anxiety, addiction, like these like core mental health struggles. And then you go into like some like more specific stuff like, uh, paranoia, um, schizophrenia, other mental health. Those are like more extreme mental health mm-hmm. issues. But when you look at mental health 
problems in general and today you just see that you know like we just said it's an anxious age and it it seems like everyone's got something going on you know these days and not everybody knows how to categorize and deal with these things people might have these struggles that they they just kind of live their life and they continually keep having issues come up time after time and they struggle with them and they don't they don't have a name for name for it or they don't know how to deal with it but they also don't want to just take a good hard look at themselves and say okay there's something going on here and i think that there's a lot of that going on where people might have gone through i don't know just like traumatic things and people are like oh that's not it don't say trauma because that's therapeutic language yeah it's just it sounds so extreme and dramatic and you know that they'll go through some you know significantly difficult a prolonged difficult situations and then just move on and don't realize the residual effect and impact that has on their life and they don't um and then they're they're continually these things are kind of coming out and they don't know why and they don't know what what's causing them to struggle yeah i think there's we don't and here i think because like for example i'm in like ministry i've taken numerous classes on like counseling and also i'm in healthcare. i've worked in psych and seen you know we've both worked in the er so like we have a lot more language and understanding and category for some of these issues where some people probably just don't right like they just you know oh i have i tend i have this tendency to get super down yeah in january i don't really know what to do about it i just i just need to be more positive or something like you know like or or tendencies where you know certain relationships where you become profoundly angry you know almost Mm -hmm. uncontrollably yeah or like just tendencies in your life or stressors that trigger um physical mental shutdown where you literally can't breathe and you're like hyperventilating and it's just like where did that come from like like panic attacks don't come from nowhere yeah and so people have these experiences and then they just kind of brush them aside or they just they just have a bunch of questions but then they're just you know moving on with their life and so I guess the question we want to ask is what is the relationship between our spiritual struggles and our physical struggles and how does that um what what does it include in like fighting sin and then dealing with ourselves and doing it through the gospel lens and and doing it biblically yeah i think here's another thing that part of growing up into adulthood is realizing like a more realistic awareness of yourself you know like teenage years are all like totally uh absorbed in um you're like self-conscious but in a sense that how you come across to others Mm -hmm. but you're totally out of touch with your true issues Mm -hmm. you know it's funny how like teenagers are so insecure and self-conscious like they're always not self-reflective yeah self-conscious but not self-reflective that's that's probably the the issue and growing up into adulthood, you're like, man, you know, I got to live my life and I got to like grow and be healthy and grow in maturity and wisdom. That means that I got to figure out what's going on. What are the struggles in my life? And and so um, there is an interconnection. You know, biblically speaking, there's an immaterial part and there's a material part to the human being. We are an embodied soul, a soul that is connected to a body and it, we are one. It's mm-hmm. not like your body is a separate thing and then the real you is just the soul. Mm-hmm. You're both. The human being is an embodied soul. 
and there is a mysterious and yet unseparable connection between your spiritual issues and your body. That's why prolonged, look, so we're always responding with our heart to our outer circumstances, right? So psychology wants to say that you're just a body and uh, mm -hmm. your body is responding. It's like your brain is, is a stimulus response. So you have external experiences, trauma or difficulties or relationships, right? And you're just responding to those and you are the product of your circumstances, basically. And um, they don't factor in the fact that you have a heart mm -hmm. and that this response is active mm -hmm. to the world around you. Like Bible says that you're a sinner. So a sinner responds sinfully when he is sinned against. Right. So there's a two part piece here. Yep. But it is undeniable that your external world shapes you. Mm hmm. And it's also undeniable that your long-term heart troubles, your sins, your anger, frustration, insecurity, uh, you know, all that stuff creates long-term physical uh, habits within mm -hmm. your own brain and body, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And so at that, that's how, you know, talking about the intersection between the heart and the body, uh, you, that's why, for example, depression. Depression can, well, obviously, it's all it's start. It, it's connected to experiences. It's connected to how we're responding to our circumstances, feeling sad or whatever. But then, over time, it also becomes a physical reality mm -hmm. where your brain is depleted of certain chemicals, and yeah. you it and the shutdown that a human experiences is beyond just spiritual. They mm -hmm. can't just pray themselves out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, um, sometimes depression can hit people who have just, who are good. Mm -hmm. uh, they're not, it's not because of their sin. Mm -hmm. It's not like they've been sinning inside and now they're depressed because right. like maybe they're just uh, working way too hard and not sleeping enough and just gunning their body and the body goes into a shutdown. So it's a physical response that is an emotional experience right which is actually outside of your immediate control you can't just wake up one day and be like i'm no longer depressed when right. we're talking about clinical depression it's mm -hmm. people who uh feel this <clears throat> darkness that th they can't just lift right. you know right or anxiety same thing right stressing about things fearing things you know not trusting god whatever right but over time uh, or, or even maybe like traumatic experiences or somebody um, pro constantly being um, raised in a context where you're constantly being made fun of or poked at or, or just embarrassed. Like extreme pressure. Extreme pressure to perform. Yeah. Over time, it, it creates these pathways in your brain that right. can launch you into these episodes that are beyond your physical control, like a panic attack, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and so in order to work with this stuff, you have to look at the body and the mind. Mm -hmm. You have to look at both, you know? Right. And I think entering adulthood, you have to become more responsible for yourself and you have to really embrace like taking a good hard look at yourself and saying, what are my experiences? Especially when, you know, as young people, maybe from being single to entering into a relationship, into marriage, um, into a few years of marriage, it's so important 
to take a look at yourself and your tendencies and your habits and areas where you have triggers that cause you to have strange you know mental responses and to really address that and and consider those things i think it's very irresponsible to walk into relationships without considering yourself without considering your past experiences and how you how they have shaped who you are and then just living your life without self-reflection and bringing the truth and like christianity and sanctification is a lot of it is just like god excavating your soul Mm -hmm. so there's never pieces of you that just are left unturned and you have to be okay with that you have to invite that process in because if you don't really consider yourself and your experiences and your past traumas or difficult times they're gonna bleed into your physical mental state they just are and Mm -hmm. It's going to come out in weird ways and you're going to be surprised by it because you haven't taken the responsibility to work through your stuff. Well, and here's a couple other considerations. First of all, in like Christianity, we have this um, brain on a stick tendency to think of ourselves. Like uh, basically, I just need more Bible and I need to think good, positive things and everything in my life will change. You know, like this unrealistic understanding of change. Mm -hmm. Unrealistic understanding of the relationship with my body Mm -hmm. um but not only christianity it's also like a modern it's like a modern like culture thing where Mm -hmm. it's like you think positive you set your goals and you can achieve anything it's like uh you have a body uh and your body is broken and part of your body is your brain your mind your hormones like this is all part of you as a human creature and if you want to understand yourself and grow past your struggles, you have to be able to look at the full uh, picture of your challenges and mm-hmm. ask questions about how can you grow mm-hmm. and be healthy mm-hmm. and dig these things out. You know, so it's like pulling these skeletons out of the closet in the sense that you need to learn to. We need to learn to evaluate our our deepest tendencies. The, the habits that we have uh, that we tend not to maybe even notice. Yeah. Uh, and and realize that these things will not just go away with right. time. Right. If I just think positive, I'm going to keep working hard. Uh, everything's going to be fine. And I'm just, it's just going to go away by itself. Mm-hmm. You know, um, diseases of the mind don't just go away mm-hmm. for no reason, mm-hmm. just like diseases of the body, you know. So, and, and the crazy thing, I think, you know, we were talking earlier today about this is that you see, we, we're getting old enough where we, um, we see this in the older generation around us. Yeah. As kids, we didn't see it. We, we you're just oblivious. You're just yeah. growing up. You're or oblivious. Or you mislabel it. You just, you know, oh, that, that man has an anger issue or he's just mean. But it's like over time, you, you start to have different labels for that. You, you're right. like... That is severe depression that's expressed in anger. Right. And it's, you know, it's years of un, unrepentant sin or things that have never built dealt, dealt with that, you know, I don't want to sound, I guess the, uh, the next question is like, we have to be super careful when we talk about mental health and all these like terms that maybe the world has given us without, um, you know, Adopting. without sounding secular and without like, because they they want to just completely 
separate soul from this and they say it's just biology you just have to medicate your issues and you'll be fine but it's like we understand the soul is sin is so deeply rooted in us and the only way out of these issues is the gospel so how do we talk about this without like how do we go about discussing these issues through through a biblical lens and also you know the difference between therapy because the world is crazy about therapy these days and like biblical counseling and the when you need it when you don't need it yeah yeah because here's the thing we we can take the labels from the world around us but if we don't realize what we're doing we can also adopt the philosophy of the world and the philosophy of the world is uh you first yeah you and your priorities your health comes from you loving yourself yeah and you taking care of yourself the secular world has no category for sin and sin is the primary reason why all this brokenness exists right so true true healing true restoration true redemption in these areas can only happen when you have a biblical understanding but i think here's the thing as christians we believe the world is marred by sin it's broken so when we think about the mind when we think about the body we should not be surprised to be like yeah um my mind is broken too my body is broken Mm -hmm. there's a you know there's a stigma probably maybe it's going away more now but like there's this stigma about counseling uh, right. that it's, it's for weak people it's, well or it's for people who have who are really severe severe issues that they cannot live their life without this help right right it's like do you ever reflect on the fact that your mind is broken the question is not is it the question mm-hmm. is how what are the brokenness tendencies that are in your heart and in your mind um so i think um looking at the philosophy so biblical counseling is a specific discipline biblical counseling is capitalized you know biblical counseling mm-hmm. in as opposed to like secular therapy mm-hmm. um, or psychology uh, the difference is that biblical counseling a biblical counselor by definition is a person who is a trained professional who has gone through training and licensure and certification who has spent thousands of hours in counseling rooms with other biblical counselors and the focus of biblical counseling is to look at the whole person mind heart body you know and to help understand from a biblical lens how we can work in a way that is going to help restore sometimes that's going to mean you know medication for a certain thing like medication itself is not a bad thing it's that medication can become the source of healing that people seek Mm -hmm. but it's a crutch it's a crutch Mm -hmm. that gets you to a place right but basically a biblical counselor is looking to lead somebody out of these difficulties by applying principles that are explicitly biblical explicitly biblically defining our heart and mind and struggles and leading in that way Mm -hmm. a psychiatrist a therapist is gonna do this try to do the same thing except completely without the categories of sin god grace holy spirit sanctification totally nothing about supernatural Mm -hmm. it's just biological um so that's the, the the a Christian, and again, I would, I'm, I'm always learning more and more about these things. Mm-hmm. These terms, they evolve. Different people use these terms differently. But biblical counseling and therapy, secular therapy, are not compatible. Right. You know, they're they're trying to accomplish the same thing through opposite pathways. Yeah. Um, 
Biblical counseling and psychiatry, for example, is not incompatible. Psychiatrist is a medical doctor who is trained in mental health diseases. Mm -hmm. So a psychiatrist is a medical doctor who has studied the body. For example, a psychologist is not a medical doctor. A psychologist is a person who has studied psychology, mm -hmm. which is a social discipline, right. uh, a science of you know Human behavior. behavior. Mm -hmm. So a psychologist is going to give you secular counseling and therapy. A psychiatrist is probably going to give you, depending on what their background is, some combination of maybe therapy and talk therapy, and but also like medications and things like that. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes biblical counselors will work alongside with medical doctors and psychiatrists to help people. You know, so um, why is it dangerous to, as a Christian, realize you have a problem and then seek out secular therapy? How is that not okay? Well, it's just, it's going to give you, so, and again, a lot of the tips that a therapist will tell you a secular therapist, they're going to work in the long, in the short term. Mm -hmm. They're going to be, they're going to be um, symptom control, right? right? So they're going to give you breathing techniques and relaxation exercises mm -hmm. that are going to help you work out of your anxious moments. Mm -hmm. Or they're going to give you specific activities that you need to do when you're feeling down. Mm -hmm. These will help you come back up, mm -hmm. exercise, you know, go socialize with a friend, mm -hmm. go do what, something you love. Like, they're going to give you these tips that are going to work. But in a long haul, they're going to be incapable of helping you point to how these struggles are connected to your heart. Mm -hmm. Because your heart is always responding to the world, either in faith or in unbelief. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be incapable of training you to think biblically about your struggles and bringing them to God. Mm -hmm. They're going to be incapable. They're, so they're going to be arming you with a mindset that is that my struggles are up to me to fix. Right. You know? So you can get some techniques from them, but in the long haul, what we all need is a biblical understanding of the self in relationship to God right. and our circumstances, you know? Right. So I think that with that understanding in mind, we still need to embrace the, the complexity of the human mind as it connects to our experiences and our specific sin tendencies we're also very different and we all are complicated and complex and we need to be a lot more self-responsible self-reflective and get help when we need help and also keep an eye on our mental health i almost don't like to use that word because it's such a secular word that or phrase that's given to us but um spiritual health and mental health are almost interchangeable they're not interchangeable they're inseparable yeah yeah and so i think maybe growing up or in our culture um a lot of things were just you know brushed under the rug or mislabeled or um you know oh someone's just really stressed so they might be acting this way or whatever right. but Especially There's in a very so superstitious much. church environment where yeah. it's like, oh, that person's demon-possessed Demon because or, they're talking really fast. Yeah, and no one really wanted to address or maybe they just didn't have the information or the resources to address mental health. Yeah. And the fact that there are so many factors that contribute to the way a person acts over time, especially once they reach older age, like 50s, 60s, you know? Yeah. And if you, as an, a growing adult, are entering into marriage and parent, parenthood, you have to be responsible for 
um, looking at yourself and your experiences and saying, how have my experiences contributed to the pathways I've created in my brain that that will contribute to my sinful habits, my idols that I sometimes we, you know, people either grow up in a really difficult home or maybe they don't feel like it's a difficult home, but one of their parents had certain things that created an atmosphere that wasn't healthy or a lot of anger or maybe a yeah, lot of like, pressure to perform a lot of you're never you're not good enough you know those things seem so like oh whatever that's in the past like that still affected you as a kid um and you still responded to those issues in sin and you have to like lay that out on the table and consider that these things can come out in in my future and i have to prayerfully consider this prayerfully watch my heart because those things impacted me or and a lot of times like people might go through something really difficult some crazy relationship that maybe some really really intense brokenness like abuse or sexual abuse or i don't know losing losing someone like losing a parent or a sibling or it's just something really severe yeah or traumatic and then they will you know continue in the church and and be comforted and maybe deal with it a little bit and then just kind of cover it up and like place it in the corner of their heart and not deal with it later Mm -hmm. and that's also not healthy i feel like people brush things aside that it's like you just went through something really really significant and you need to make sure that you've dealt with it rather than brushing it aside because it's gonna come up in your future relationships it just will in your children towards your wife or your husband they will come up and yeah. you're not being responsible by by thinking it's all good because it was so far in the past. Like, you can't will it out of existence. The thing is, yeah, we don't. What what we don't realize is your heart. And when I say heart, I'm talking to the immaterial part of you, which is mysterious because it's still connected to your physical brain, right? Yeah. But your heart and your body, your brain, literally store everything you experience right like muscle memory it's not even muscle memory it's in your brain it's in your mind it's in your like how you respond sometimes you know um some of us will have experiences where we will freak out on somebody or flip out and and be almost shocked at what we just did and like where did that come from it didn't come from nowhere right um so there everything we go through is stored and must be dealt with and processed specifically in a biblical lens right you know so again we'll get to this in a little bit that there's definitely we have to watch out there's a balance between now you know oh all obsessing about oh it's all because of my parents because i was raised i was raised this way they were so critical and now i'm so messed up it's all their fault right and blaming your experiences for your own sin and that's that's the danger right our culture that's that's what the culture wants to do is say you're just a product of your experiences so blame Mm -hmm. there's no redemption out of that because uh you're just blaming and you're just a product now the bible says offers a lot more hope the bible says you are a product of your environment but at the same time you have responded to your environment right and through repentance and faith and counseling growth guidance community love encouragement you can you can confront those sins cut them out and grow in new life yeah there is hope but don't be naive and think that you can just brush stuff aside and will it away pray it away somehow i think especially in a russian christian community a lot of stuff was swept under the rug hush hush don't talk about that don't talk about that weird uncle uh that mumbles things in the back yeah um 
like people just ignore right you know but everything we go through i remember like realizing this like i remember talking like we have a lot of people in healthcare a lot of friends family and uh you know people who work in like um rescue uh search and rescue mm-hmm. um you know people who are work like paramedics mm-hmm. who see a lot of physical trauma mm-hmm. uh or police uh they a lot of them will reach points years later mm-hmm. where they just have a mental breakdown mm-hmm. um all the years of craziness that they've been experiencing and watching and seeing mm-hmm. is bottled up mm-hmm. and then it just breaks um, and I remember thinking through that and realizing like working in healthcare, working in uh, seeing people die mm-hmm. numerous times and being there doing CPR, like witnessing death mm-hmm. right in front of me, mm-hmm. realizing that like, okay, that was insane and yeah. terrible and yeah. tragic. I can't just, Normalize I, can't, it. I can't just be like, oh dang, okay, just another day at work. I'm going to go home now. Be tough. Cool. Okay. Look at me. No, like I have to like process it. I have to, I have to like process it. I feel like, mm-hmm. you know, after my shift, have to like think about it and be right. like, what happened back there? Wow, right. that person died. I was there. I was trying to help get them back. Yeah. And why did this happen? You know, like pro- yeah, and it filter it through my biblical lens. Of and like, it doesn't this mean it's gonna world. keep you all broken up and like no, no, no. crying every night. It just means you've processed it and and I've labeled, labeled it, it and explained and, it and talked to God about right. it and like. I can move on. I can keep going. I can come back to work the next day and deal with another situation. Right. And know? I think that's healthy. And I think I see a lot of people not not dealing with their stuff, not dealing with what they've experienced, what they've gone through, even if it seems very little and uh, just a little thing like my mom never affirmed me or she always just criticized me every single day. And But oh, well, that's just who she is. Okay, just move on. Like, no, no, no. Well, and you don't want don't to. Don't blame her. You don't want her. to talk about that because it's extremely painful. It's painful. And... And obviously no one wants to like sit there hating their parents and that's that's wrong. Yeah. But you have to like call it for what it is and acknowledge it and process it with the Lord in mm-hmm. your heart and say, I want to make sure that that won't cause bitterness in the future. I want to make sure that I can continue giving her grace. I want to make sure just being sensitive and aware to your own weakness, to your own experiences and mindful of yourself. Yeah. I think that's just healthy and good and... and realistic. And loving towards other people. It, it, you are considering how it impacts other people around you. Yeah. Because when you don't do that, it's just going to come up and it's going to be worse. Yeah. So, okay, perfect. Then the next question, right? Like, what is the pathway then? Like, what do people, like, you know, people listening be like, well, okay, well, you know, had like, I had a really bad relationship with my parents growing up and had some really intense moments there and like really bad stuff and like okay what do I do now like what what is the path of um, you know seeking out help what does it include right because I think sometimes people will either a not want to admit that the way they grew up was kind of messed up or kind of difficult they'll either make excuses and say no i'm so i'm so thankful for my parents i'm so thankful for all that they did and just kind of like cover it which which is a a loving thing to do and that's fine um but i think part of it is naming it for what it was uh forgiveness um and acknowledgement of your own sinful response to being sinned against that's Mm -hmm. all a process of dealing with stuff and and i'm not saying like people 
who are just fine and they don't have they're just like healthy people and they don't have things in their past that they really ever really think about and now start digging in your past to consider maybe there's a little some little skeleton somewhere in there no i'm just saying if you just generally know you've kind of had it rough growing up or the past year has been tough at work it's been extremely stressful or you've had some sort of crazy situation like make sure you're processing these things yeah and i think that don't have any timeline spots in your life where they're like gray and fuzzy and you're like yeah don't want to go there right right and that's unhealthy yeah but i think also the the other question is how do we stay generally mentally healthy people Mm -hmm. what are the habits that contribute to mental um mental what's the mental physical spiritual health balance yeah balance equilibrium um what are the things that help you? Yeah. You know, it's interesting because like reading biographies of pastors and theologians in the past, um, we are very blessed to have science where it is today in yeah. a sense, like understanding the human body, like very basic things like, hey, if you work at the desk job, get up every 40 minutes, stretch, walk, take a break, like, you know, mm-hmm. have have a chair that supports your back. Like all these weird little things that it's like, well, is that really that big of a deal? It's like you, you're an embodied soul. Human being is a physical creature. You have to take care of your body. Right. You know? And so I think, like, again, it's not the number one priority is, like, my body. But, like, it's one of those that the people tend to not to, like, look at, uh, I think, as seriously as mm-hmm. they should. Just basic sense. Like, look, you're living a stressful life. Okay. All right. What about what? What are your basics? Sleep, nutrition, and exercise. Do you have those things in a balanced measure? If you don't have those things in a balanced measure, you will have challenges. Right. You know, you're gonna struggle. You right. know, like, and 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 it's funny because lots of times we have body issues that we interpret as spiritual issues. Yeah. Because it. I mean, think about this. And I've like this is kind of amazing how this works, right? Like, think about a time when you're driving after work or something, or at the end of a day where you are exhausted, just exhausted down, you're just like burned out, whatever, right? And then somebody calls you or somebody tells you some amazing piece of news that you did not expect, Mm -hmm. something really amazing. Mm -hmm. All of a sudden, you're full of energy. Yeah. All of a sudden, that physical exhaustion is somehow gone. You know, like it's crazy how our emotional and our heart and our physical are interconnected right. but it also works the other way so if you're like sleep deprived and uh working crazy you know 60 hours a week sleeping six hours not eating very well and you're just feeling really down and like not praying very well and not reading your bible and you're like man i'm just i'm just being spiritually like lazy like i need to repent of my laziness and i need yeah. to like i need to rejoice in jesus more it's like um yeah but you're killing your body right. so Yes, rejoice in Jesus, 100%. But Jesus gave you a body that you got to take care of. Yeah. And you're not going to rejoice in Jesus very well if you're killing your body. Yeah. You know? So that that's like, it's interconnected always. Your physical health, and, and those are like ABCs, you know? Sleep, nutrition, yeah. exercise. You're never going to get around that. But they're all, oftentimes, people who have profound, like, emotional issues, uh, psychological issues, oftentimes they have very unhealthy patterns in their physical right. they've life. neglected to take care of their body yeah. and that's a result and i think that you see that in you know certain communities with like very hard-working people who just gun their bodies to the ground because they're providing for their families and it 
and it, it comes from a place of love and and good things but no one ever taught them or maybe they just never realized that you know if you're ne- if you're chronically not getting enough sleep your body's not restoring itself and the hormones and everything and you know they're all of a sudden driving to work and starting to black out in the middle of the road and having panic attacks and they're like i'm a very stable person why in the world am i yeah and the doctor says you have anxiety and they're like no i don't because i'm fine i never have felt anxious in my life but it's like but you've spent the last seven years not getting enough sleep and not feeding your body enough food like it's just it's also connected and people don't think that it's going to catch up to them but it, it always does and i think god yeah. in, in in the word has given us so much like wisdom towards like take the sabbath day like you need your body to rest god has created day and night so that at night you sleep like it's dark outside and god created the cycle of the day so that there's no sunlight so that you sleep at night like um and if we ignore those things that he's put into our world for our good it's just gonna backfire on us well and, and in modern in the modern world like we have technology and the the screen it the screen provides an artificial stimulus to stay awake longer yeah in the past it was just not possible to there's stay awake candlelight and then there's just like you blow candlelight it out. and firelight and yeah. like you you're sleepy you're just gonna right. go to bed but now yeah. you've got netflix and this glowing screen and yeah. you've got munchies and you got <laughs> Like you can stay awake. You yeah. can artificially power your body yeah. for an extra few hours. Yeah. But that's messing you up chronically. Right. You know, uh, the first thing that a biblical counselor will do is uh, oftentimes just have you do a medical checkup with your main doctor. Yeah. Like that's just like, again, from a biblical perspective, we want to, you want to counsel and, and guide people in the full sphere of being human. And that's the physical. But right. I think so connecting to that though, you know, it's the basic, there's spiritual ABCs too. Like there's spiritual routines that God has put into the Christian life that are just, there's no, you know, like you, there's no way getting around right. these things, just like the physical ABCs. The spiritual ABCs are going to be your personal time with God in his word and in prayer, mm-hmm. your time in community, mm-hmm. your time in, in worshiping with the people of God mm-hmm. and in real genuine relationships where people know you and Mm -hmm. people can speak words of encouragement and words of truth and conviction Mm -hmm. into your life yeah like these are abcs these are not uh super christian moves right these are abcs yeah if you're walking with the lord in prayer and in in the word if you are in a weekly routine of worshiping with the saints and taking communion if you are in a lifestyle where there are christians who know you and not just not just christians that you hang out with because that's not the same thing mm-hmm. you know like a lot of oh it's this is my people like we just hang out right but like are these christian relationships like right. if you take jesus out of your relationships are those relationships going to be pretty much the same it's like oh dang there was no jesus to begin with mm-hmm. no christian relationships are where we view each other as fellow pilgrims mm-hmm. you know on the road uh, we love each other. That means we hang out, we have fun, we rejoice. But also it means we ask each other questions. How are you doing? How are you growing? Where are your struggles? What can I pray for? You know, like basics. It's, mm-hmm. it's not that we're delving into each other's souls, open up all your secrets to me. Mm-hmm. But like basic Christianity is a life of discipleship. And that just means walking together on the road of yeah. growing spiritually. Yeah. yeah, so I think if you're a young person, maybe maybe you're an older person and you have just been feeling anxious for the past year or you're just very depressed and you can't get out of it you're just down and in a dark place but 
so and maybe you're sharing this with a friend and it's like well are you sleeping do you go to sleep 2 a.m because you love your favorite shows and you're watching every night or and then you have to get up at 6 a.m to work you know there you go or are you feeding your body nutritious food are you just eating junk and expecting to feel okay Mm -hmm. you're just you're not going to it's just wisdom that god has placed in the bible that you have to take care of yourself and then you know people might feel super anxious super depressed and it's like have you been neglecting your bible reading most likely you have been yeah, that's a big one for it's a lot a, of people like the word of god is your spiritual food it will sustain you if you are starving spiritually you will feel depressed that's just part of it you know are you neglecting to show up to group because you just don't want to be around people because you just don't want to you're neglecting a huge huge feature of god's way to encourage you if you're not showing up to sunday worship because you just are finding excuses like all these things are just the basics it's a process of elimination so if you're feeling anxious or you have a big problem with depression and the first few abcs you're like oh well you know i'm not really great at bible reading i haven't been doing that very consistently or i'm not really praying and i've been showing up to group and church because i don't want to be around people and i think another really really important one is are you in the habit of repenting of your sin Mm -hmm. because sin is the biggest poison that's gonna just depress you it's gonna make you anxious and fearful if you're harboring sin that you just don't want to repent of you're harboring the sin of laziness and um repenting daily is a huge thing that's going to kick you out of mental drowsiness and depression and, and another big one is are you being productive i think so much of the young generation's depression is just lack of ambition or lack of productivity where they they genuinely are lazy but they don't want to call it that what it is yeah and they stay up late because they're irresponsible and they just are feeding their flesh that is whatever they desire by entertainment they're eating junk and then they just feel icky and it's like well no wonder yeah you're not feeling well because you're neglecting to take care of yourself the way that the lord has told you to yeah um so i think all those factors are it's just a process of elimination like go there first if you're feeling um unhealthy mentally go there first go go to those like you're saying spiritual abcs and consider that because a lot of the time you get those right you're gonna feel so much better yeah and i'm just speaking from experience just like as a mom those things are a constant thing that i have to make sure i'm doing to feel my best yeah i think the productivity one is a big one though because um, it's one of the ABCs in the sense of being human. God created us to be fruitful and multiply and have dominion over the world. Yeah. And that doesn't just mean make babies. That means so much more. It, yeah. it's, it means literally be fruitful in the world God has given you. <clears throat> Take responsible charge over the opportunities he's given you and live in active faithfulness and fruitfulness in the world he's given you. As a Christian, there is ministry that you have. Every Christian has ministry. And whether that's uh, the basic ministry of just having relationships with other Christians, being a good friend, loving Mm -hmm. people around you, showing up to church is a Mm -hmm. ministry. Showing up to fellowship groups Mm -hmm. is a ministry. Um, And then having a specific thing, like you play in the band or kids ministry or whatever. Mm -hmm. But And going to work is a ministry. Mm -hmm. Going to work in the world around you as a Christian Mm -hmm. on mission Mm -hmm. to shine and be be salt and light that's a ministry. Yeah. You know, God created us for activity. And and if you're not producing things, it it's not just like, oh, get up and go do something. Yeah. You lazy butt. It's yeah. like, no, it's like God created us for action. Uh, if we're just lumping around, sitting around, 
we are squandering. We are burning the fuel he's given us. Yeah. And, and that's a sin. Right. You know. So And that creates even more space for sin. When you are right. idle. Right. Like in Proverbs 31, like she does not eat the bread of idleness. I love that because it yeah. so vividly shows you that you do that. You 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 um, neglect keeping busy in a good way. And that just creates space yeah. for sin. It creates sluggard, space for the devil. The sluggard in Proverbs is like profoundly mentally unhealthy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so there's the, those ABCs. And I think one of the things that I've been, one of my repeated lines in our group, in our young adults group is like, you know, through these 20s, showing up is maybe 80% of the battle in your life right now. Yeah. Showing up every day to the word, showing up to, to prayer before the God, showing up to church in worship, showing up to people in relationships. Yeah. Just show up and see what happens. It's right. big. It's transformative because yeah. it's not, and it's not just physical. It's not the, the you know, the neuroscientist is going to tell you, yeah, if you do these healthy habits, it's going to literally rewire your brain. Right. That's why they say, think positive, think positive, and you'll have more positivity. Mm -hmm. In a sense, that's true. Right. But from a supernatural perspective, we're also saying the Holy Spirit is present and he works supernatural transformation through these sources of grace yeah. in your life yeah. and you you get yourself into the rhythms of grace and those rhythms start to rewire your soul right and, and they start to rewire your body your physical like chemistry will actually be changed and i i read this um, instagram post by one of my favorite podcasters i don't know i shared it i think but how she she was saying there was a study done where it was like a really long lecture on the effectiveness or the prices of textbooks and they had one group nod their head while listening to this boring 20-minute lecture one group just just listened and the other group shook their heads the whole time and at the end the ones who nodded said they generally agreed that textbook prices should be higher the neutral mm. group was half split half and half and the ones who were shaking their heads said absolutely not they should not be higher so when you're actually physically aligning yourself in yeah. faith with what god says like i don't feel like going to church but i'm gonna go because I know it's good for me right. or I don't feel like reading my, my Bible, but I'm going to align myself with God's word and believe and so in faith because ultimately the result will be fruitfulness right. and joy. I believe that. I well, think that's huge. And that's why the Christian faith is physical. Right. It's bread and wine. It is showing up. It is singing with your vocal cords. It is praying out loud with the saints it is gathering in a physical gathering with the saints yeah it's a physical life yeah. and you physically do the christian life and supernaturally god works through that right you know? and i guess sometimes people look at those athletes who are running marathons and they're just so full of energy and they're just little rays of sunshine or first thing in the morning you know and you're like what like but it's like they are optimizing their health by being active and eating the right and and then staying positive and they have good relationships like that's gonna right. produce and if you're just down in the slumps and you're feeling anxious and depressed and you're just sitting alone in your apartment and like what are the things you can do turn on some praise songs and sing along though you don't feel like it because the truths of god when you just repeat yeah. them with your mouth out loud eventually this is going to be like that's true that's right and it's going to give you joy or right get up or go for a walk outside like god has instilled these wonderful graces in your life that actually can get you out of a slump go talk to a friend go do something productive go help somebody like as a mom i know that if i just get down about my kids being overwhelming to me and i just get overwhelmed by them and i sit there feeling overwhelmed rather than just like 
okay, I know I'm feeling overwhelmed and it sucks right now, but I'm going to go do the dishes and turn on some praise music. I know I'm going to get out of that slump. It's right. just going to happen. Right. Um, if I if I just sit in it, it's going to get worse and it's going to grow. And three days later, I'm like, honey, I think I'm depressed today because yeah, well, like, and this it's, is crazy. It's not just merely physical because what we do these things in faith so i think a lot of times in faith when we say faith we think it's just it's like this mental thing it's like just believe oh just believe just sit here and believe jesus is king okay if he is king then there's something you're gonna do about it right if he is king you're not gonna sit here and mope if he is king you're gonna go be faithful and if he is king you're gonna go love your neighbor you're gonna reach out to somebody you're gonna pray for somebody so faith always is embodied in action right. so you know there is obviously that tendency like in you know catholic or or orthodox christianity where they they just put all the faith in the thing mm-hmm. instead of the god who uses the means mm-hmm. so what the key thing here is as we practice the christian life our faith is in the god who promises to use these means to transform us so we do them out of submission to him mm-hmm. we don't do them because they are magic charms mm-hmm. that create magical transformation if i just go and take the communion cup something magical will happen just by itself i don't even need to do anything it's just like magical sip no you you believe jesus and his promises Mm -hmm. and then you act like it right and he will work right so that is 100 and and so a lot of community a lot of that will start to even out a lot of our wrinkles Right. You know, but at the same time, we want to jump to the other side and say, and yet, sometimes, even within a healthy family, healthy relationships, healthy church worship, we still have lingering problems. Yes. Uh, Definitely. They don't just all magically vanish. Right. You're still an embodied soul and your body is still broken. And sometimes you need some more specific, special, focused help. Right. Right. So, um, I think that thinking about that, we have to realize that as you are growing in these ABCs, you're still going to see these tendencies that Mm -hmm. you're having a hard time getting a handle on Mm -hmm. or understanding why you do this. Mm -hmm. Why do I keep doing that? Mm -hmm. Or why do I keep landing in that sin? Mm -hmm. I repent every time. I hate that sin. Mm -hmm. I'm truly open about it. But... I just keep landing in the same problem, you know? So here's where the the, the, the power of uh, wise pastoral guidance, counseling, or a trained biblical counselor can prove to be super, uh, super helpful. Because here you realize that even though the ABCs are 80% of the battle, there's lots of times 20% residual mm-hmm or whatever, 90%, 10%, whatever, you know, but basically there's still the residual effect. Sometimes people just have depression because years and years of something that's been going on in their life that they need, they need to help take that medication that Mm -hmm. will help them lift out of that uncontrollable. Yeah, Yeah, because, and we're talking here, you know, some people have literally, you know, experiences of emotional states that, get in the way of them being able to function right get in the way of them being able to get up in the morning get up in the morning and go to work or take care of your kids or do your stuff right yeah so you're talking about that but you're also talking about just like you're functioning you're living but then you have these episodes or you have these experiences constantly that don't seem to go away and you don't seem to understand why yeah so these kind of two categories of people 
yeah. that it would be, it, it would be, you know, we have to understand that God has blessed us with ministers, with people who understand, seek, study the truth, who can help kind of take a scalpel, you know, like of the word and mm-hmm. kind of cut your heart like a little bit open, mm-hmm. cut, out, cut, peel back some of the layers and help you see some of the stuff about yourself that you haven't seen. Right. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Right. I think there's it's nothing, there's very no- good if you come to a place where you recognize your need for that. And I think it's it can help you transform your whole life. You know, don't don't hesitate. If you feel like, I don't know, I think it's even, it's great if there's Christians who maybe go to a, a biblical counselor and they say, you know, it's, it's really just about the ABCs and that's all you discover. And you're like, great, you know, but if there's something deeper, good. Like, don't, don't be ashamed to seek help. God has provided, yeah. you know, with the, you with the church at your disposal. You need to, don't ever feel, you know, shame to go and ask for help. Yeah. I think that's the, really great. It, it can always start with even just turning to somebody who is spiritually more knowledgeable and trustworthy yeah. And saying, hey, look, I've got these things that I keep having a struggle with. Yeah. You know, like anything, you know, do you recommend anything specific? Or what do you think is a wise way for me to help get some deeper dive? Sometimes that means you meeting up with your pastor for a few months, maybe. Right. Sometimes that means that you get referred to like a counselor in your area. Like in Whatcom County, it's been, it's pretty cool to like, connect with uh local ministries that you know we're we're trying to grow in this area of biblical counseling in our church but we're also you know education takes time and energy so but it's also awesome to see and connect with pastors and ministries who have already established you know ways so like it's been so cool to be able to refer people mm-hmm. or point people in that direction or that direction yeah. a couple of different churches that we know that are very rooted yeah um there are pathways. There, there are resources. Yeah. Uh, learn to ask questions. Learn to seek that. Learn to welcome that feedback and be like, hey, or even, you know, ask somebody in your life, do you think that there's issues, deeper issues in my life that I'm not addressing? Yeah, and I think that's really hard to do. Yeah. Most of us don't want to open yeah. open that door because there's probably something there. And I think just being a spiritually, mentally healthy person requires that. It requires effort and time and being yeah. willing to be uh, hurt um, by your friend who who loves you enough to speak truth into your life, who loves you enough to point out sin. I think that's it's people don't understand how poisonous sin is, unrepentant sin, yeah. hidden. Maybe you're harboring bitterness at God because he hasn't, I don't know, he hasn't blessed you with a husband yet or he he's put circumstances in your life that are just not what you like or caused pain in some way or maybe harboring jealousy at your friends. That's going to cause mental illness Maybe, okay, maybe not mental illness, but like distress in your it's physical heart, body. It's going to cause long-term heart struggles. Like Three issues. years of holding bitterness against your friends or being mad that they left you out that one time. Like that's going to actually cause physical problems. Like, like run away from that. Like the children's song, sin is the scariest. It destroys your life. It destroys your physical body. So don't harbor sin. Repent of it and ask the word of God, you know, in prayer and in the, in the church for people to constantly be pointing it out so that you're not allowing the poison to just fester. Yeah, or here's another one. I think um, maybe you're pretty 
you you look at yourself and you're like, yeah, I have some struggles, but not nothing like crazy. Like I'm pretty healthy. But then you look at your family and you're like, oh, dang, there's like two people in my family that have like actual depression. Yeah. Or like, um, you know, uh, bipolar or like mania or anxiety. Yeah. Like that that is important to consider. And just it, it doesn't mean that you have some hidden thing. Right. And you, you don't need to, need to be afraid. Uncover. You need to. Yeah. No. no, it just means that like, oh, wow. Like just like if you looked at your family and be like, oh, three of my grandpas, you know, my grandpa and my uncle's. You know, all had heart problems. I need to go make sure I yeah. keep my heart healthy. Yeah. Like it, there's a physical component yeah. to everything and yeah. to the brain. And so, it, it there's nothing wrong with like just considering that and being like, oh, okay, that I should keep an eye on that. Right. You know, a lot of this stuff is really taken care of in light of healthy Christian communities. Yes. Yeah. Like if you just have healthy belonging in a church, if you have healthy relationships of people who love you, who you trust, people who have wisdom. Yeah. Um. This stuff just it irons it, out. On it its irons own. itself out. Yeah. It comes to the surface, and and you know the crazy thing is that when what we're learning from adulthood, you you know you stuff happens in your life, and it reveals stuff in your own heart that you didn't even know was there. Yeah, you know you could be cruising until yeah. you're 25, and then boom, something something cracks. happens, and or you're 30. like, what? Where did Who this am come I? from? Yeah, yeah be totally. humble. Like that's what I'm learning. Like I'm like wow like in the past as a 20 something it was like oh dang look at those people and their struggles that's pretty that's pretty crazy like how do they get there and then like closer to 30 now i'm like wow you know when that guy was 25 he had no idea what he's gonna have what's gonna happen to him when he's 35 he had yeah. no idea yeah and so when i see people struggling with stuff i, I my main thing is like lord guide me and keep yeah. me strong like i, yeah. I am weak I can fall apart. Like my body is a, just a body, you know, yeah. it's just a broken body in this broken world. So like you just become more realistic of your own uh, fragility and li right. limitations. And that also then equips you to grow and be strong and, and be, be dependent on and, him. And like, stable. Lord, help me be watchful of myself. And it just, it just really exposes you in your weakness and it helps you see how even your brain cells and your neurons are dependent on God's grace. And right. it just, you know, talk about it. If you have struggles with anxiety, if you're just feeling down and just go talk about it with a friend who you, who you know loves Jesus, who can help you, who can guide you to some resources. Yeah. Um, don't just say, you know, I get anxious sometimes and then just end there. Cause I think that's a lot of maybe our culture. I don't know what it is, but people are like, I just, I'm so anxious. It's and a then cool they thing to say these days. <laughs> I've it's been almost really anxious like, this week. But they don't do anything about it and then it just gets worse. But it's like, no, if you feel you see that in yourself, get a friend to go through the checklist with you, process of elimination, someone who can look at your life and say, you know, number one, why are you staying up till three AM every single night? That's gonna do it for you. Someone who loves you enough to speak hard truths or like, you know what, maybe you just gotta get moving. You know, let's let's start jogging together. I don't know. Or yeah. you haven't been coming to church consistently, or like you have been sounding like you haven't forgiven your parents yet. And you know what? You have to forgive your parents because if you're not, that's going to cause mental struggles for you. And if you've tried forgiving and it doesn't work, you know, be honest with that and right. be like, you know what? I really There's something stuck. deeper I'm here. I'm stuck. I need yeah. some help. Somebody needs to help me guide me through how do yeah. I forgive them? You know, yeah. I want to forgive them, but I can't. Right. And that's true too. Right. So, so embrace the richness of the community. Um, embrace the richness of ordinary Christianity, yeah. like showing up, 
yeah. as weird as group is, as unimpressive as it is, as Sunday morning, especially in COVID, where people are distanced out and in some churches people have to wear masks. Like, it's not impressive. It's ordinary, but it is the gathering of the saints and Jesus is among you. Yeah. So commit and be there and 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 learn to drink of that grace. Right. You know, in it, an ordinary it way. To your mental health, it really does, and it it's a grace given to us. And and just like last little thing, I think maybe you can talk about this more. But like, there's this taboo with like girls like to talk about their feelings, but guys don't need that because they're he's a man. He doesn't need to. I I hear that a lot, and I think that's yeah, that's not good. Well, and guys are just really bad at friendship. So, and, but that's and like French, a whole other topic. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's par- it's partly when you have trusted relationships right, where yeah. you can be challenged and equipped and encouraged. So, yeah, I think guys need to learn. So strong men of leadership, spiritual stability and strength are men who can lean on other men around them, not men who are solo, lone wolf lone rangers on the frontiers no that's not i don't like to talk about my feelings that's not how it works and it's not doesn't mean that we need to get together and talk about our feelings all the time like it's not that but that's what they call it because like yeah yeah for sure it doesn't yeah it it doesn't mean that you're sitting around talking about how you felt that one time right it it just means that you've got guys who can challenge you in your struggles and sometimes that's your brain sometimes it's your body sometimes it's your heart and your behaviors um but people who keep you in check and people who love you who want to see you prosper but you need men around you if you're just a one solo guy who thinks you can be all on your own you're already unhealthy yeah i think it's even more important for men godly men to be able to reach out to their mentors or their leaders and say i'm i'm so stressed you can't trust yourself i'm crippling under the stress yeah Rather than just feeling like, oh, I just need to buck up and they're just going to think I'm weak. And, yeah, you know, because or sometimes you have saying, to lead a wife and guys, kids. Guys, I'm super stressed. Can you pray for me this week? You know? Yeah. And you know one of those might text you the next week and be like, hey, how's it going? Yeah. What's up? How you doing? Yeah. You know? Um, they're praying for you. That's supernatural support. But also, they're coming alongside you. You know, Galatians 6, beautiful passage. Paul says, bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of christ that is literally the christian life carry each other's loads don't be afraid to help some have somebody help carry your load right that's literally the church that's how we that's how we show the world that jesus is in us right it's It's the point of the gospel that's what he points to and i think that life is hard it's gonna keep being hard we shouldn't expect it to be just cruising it's gonna be difficult we're gonna face really intense seasons we're gonna face you know lighter seasons but expect the suffering and and embrace it and and lean on one another and i love i was listening to a podcast this week and they said c.s lewis's um tombstone has this quote on it Hmm. do you know which one i don't i'm trying to think of the exact but it said man must endure his going forth or like man must i should find the actual quote Hmm. man must endure his going hence or something like this is just it's not like this negative perspective mm-hmm. and it's not like life is all daisies and rainbows it's like this is our life and we must endure it and mm. it takes you know accessing all the graces that god has poured into our lives to really do it well cool yeah i'm trying What's to look it quote? up i can't find it I'm not that fast this isn't the joe rogan show where you've got Jimmy in the back who looks everything up for you. 
Um, it was just like a really, it just struck me like, that's such a good quote. It's very like profound. I'm looking, I'm looking, and I don't see it. Maybe we'll say it next time. All right, well, thank you guys so much for listening. That was a, a lot of stuff, a lot of a, a big can of worms to unpack, but we would love to hear what you think. Reach out to us um, on Instagram and Facebook and check out the website, well-said.org. That's kind of the home for articles and posts and podcast episodes. Um, and let us know what you think. We would love to hear from you and we will talk to you again soon. Bye.